You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. This is Grand Design Podcast with DJ and Jerry Grand, where we link the chains of reason of sports, politics, and culture. Welcome to the Grand Design Podcast. I'm DJ Grand, and I'm here with my brother, Jerry. Hello. And also with Ryan, temporarily. Sorry, guys. Hey. <laughs> and... Uh, just to let you know how to get a hold of us. Uh, our website is grandesignspodcast.com. You can email us at grandesignspodcast at yahoo. Um, you can follow us at grandesignpodcast on Instagram and at grandesignspod on Twitter. And now you can find us on iTunes as well as YouTube and Facebook. Just look up Grand Designs Podcast. Um, today we're going to be talking about who owes an apology to whom, whether uh, uh, the athletes owe the fans an apology at all for bad play or, or for any, a lot whole other issues. Roughly a week ago, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, exited the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, and they were the first team to do so by being swept in the first round after having the best season. They tied the best season with the Red Wings. And in doing so, their organization, Tampa Bay, put out an apology, uh, a, a press release, a statement to the fans, basically saying, we know what you're going through, we're sorry, we can't figure it out, we, we can't explain it. Some people are taking it as they pretty much told the fans, they took the, the fans being angry out, and that the Tampa Bay as an organization owed the, pan, the fans more than just this, but an apology, because the expectation was Stanley Cup or bust. Well, I think that we got to go on the word, or focus on the word, oh. I mean, they, they have every right to apologize. They feel bad for losing when they thought they should have gone further. Fine, great. But as far as owing them an apology, I don't think anything was owed at all. To the fans? To, to anybody. I think I don't think the fans are, are – I don't think the, the, the word owe is – I mean, I mean, out of a respect saying that well, that's what we failed. Okay, we're sorry. But it, it's not – where they ha- didn't have to do it. What about that person that's just a dedicated – they – they live and die with the, their club. They lose, they wear it on their sleeve, their colors, and they took that exit hard. That's fine. Do I'm, they owe them an apology? I would say no. I would say they don't owe them an apology at all. In fact, the contract basically is you pay for season tickets and you watch a game. Nothing is guaranteed. Wins are not guaranteed. They can't be. So how when you fail – you cannot be expected to owe an apology for losing, that is. It almost goes back to it's kind of just like when the Wings, who they tied the record with, they, if not mistaken that, you're lost in the Stanley Cup final to the Devils, I believe. They got swept out in the final. That was a record-breaking year. I, I think so. But even in doing that, and they went to the Stanley Cup finals, the Wings fan here were just upset, A, because the record um, that they, at the time was the best regular season record, obviously won the President's Trophy, then they get swept out because they went through the first uh, three rounds. It wasn't even a, a competition. But when they got to the finals, they got swept, and the fans here didn't take it too good. And the Tampa Bay fans are taking it the same way. They want to know why. Um, they they want to hear, hey, we're sorry, it didn't go as planned. And that's pretty much what the statement did. I just didn't think that the Tampa Bay Lightning 
should have even did that. They did. It's their right. They can do that. But it happens. There's got to be a winner and a loser. And for the first time ever in the Stanley Cup history, both one seeds lost in the first round. Well, does Calgary then on the other side, all that, their fans an apology? That's what I, I don't think losing demands that you owe them an apology. You don't owe them anything, actually. I mean, I'll say owe them is a, is a, a good hockey game or, or games that we're talking about the playoffs. And that's it. There's no, you can't demand outcome on, on competition. Well, that just it. There's going to be a winner and a loser. It just so happened that this time, and yeah, the Calgary fans are upset, but the the Flames themselves, the organization, did not issue a press release explaining, "Hey, we're sorry." Um, just unlike what the Tampa Bay organization did. But what about the players? They themselves. I mean, the players of Stamkos, uh, Kucherov, who got suspended. Uh, some of the uh, fans, the more the press, not the fans, are saying they owe an explanation and or an apology for their effort, the way they went out in the first round, it just shouldn't have happened, how they were dominating teams in the regular season, and they were, and that was a common thread, that Tampa Bay's just going to walk through the playoffs, not what happened. Well, they can give excuses, but I don't think it's owed. I think, my opinion is it of it, they focused too much on that record, and it took most of their energy away. If we go back to the 1993 Pittsburgh Penguins, they were about to three-peat, and they cared so much about setting the NHL record for most consecutive wins at the end of the season, I think it was 17 at the time, that all their energy was focused on that, they ended up losing the second round to the New York Islanders. It's the same thing. They didn't owe anyone an apology. Similar thing happened in Detroit back uh, when Dedzuk and uh, Zetterberg played. It was a couple years ago, maybe four. They had a 26 uh, home game unbeaten streak, and they were looking good. And the, all the fans were Stanley Cup. We're going to win. We're going to ace through it. Uh, it didn't ha- happen that way. They looked sluggish from that point on, and I think you're right. <clears throat> they put all their energy towards that streak. And after they meet or met it, they just all went away. Something like Michigan State. They slayed the, slayed the dragon with Duke, and after doing that, they just looked flat. They just couldn't come out against Texas Tech like they did against Duke. They were almost like drained. So I think that's what happened to the Lightning. They just got drained from that uh, record. They t- they didn't even beat it. They tied it. They came out in the first round, and yeah, they were up 3 nothing the first game. They them, I, I'm just guessing here, but maybe they thought it was it was going to be his first round walk, 3 nothing game one. But for some reason, after that point, they just got – it wasn't the same team. They lost their focus. So that that's where I, I would ask to the players now, oh, individually to the fans who paid – uh, again, who paid all that money, who bought their jerseys, all the fa- memorabilia, basically supporting them financially. I don't even think they owe them effort. I mean, it's nice of them to give effort, but it's not owed to them. If anyone who they owe an apology to, it would be to management. It would be to their employers because they are paying the salary, not the fans. So if if there is an apology owed, and I would question that, but if there is one, the, I would say the players owe it to the management for not giving the, the proper effort or following the game plan. I don't think it's it's owed to any of the fans. We've used the uh, restaurant industry as a comparison to where the player, the fans say they pay uh, they pay the player's salary, and we've said they don't. Our example is when you go to a restaurant, the we when we go in there to a McDonald's or whatever restaurant, we don't pay their salary. Now, in the same context, when we go to a restaurant. Do we expect good service? And if we don't get it, do they owe us an apology for that service that was bad? I wouldn't say it's owed. If they want to keep customer service up, they would do it on their own because they want to. But I wouldn't say it's owed. In, in both in both the restaurant and in the sports, your options are to 
no longer participate, to no longer buy season tickets, no longer buy team merchandise, no longer watch the games. That's your option. Don't invest your time or money in it anymore. But as far as an apology goes, it's not owed. It It's nice maybe. Maybe it was nice that Tampa Bay did that, but it wasn't obligated. It wasn't owed. It wasn't necessary. There's always a breaking point where a fan says, stop, I'm done. I hear a lot of fans, they're Lions free now. I personally do not believe them for one second. They're still into the team. They root for the team. They get angry when they lose. They may say they don't care, but they do. Uh, but that fan who just cares so much, they, they, that, that passion, as if they're playing for the team or as if they're working for the organization, these are the people who think that these players and the organization, GM, executive vice president, owe them an explanation to why we did not win the whole thing. And only one team wins it. So now I'm hearing that the other 29 teams, how many teams in the league, owe apologies now. Look, I, to me, it's like a drug, a drug addiction. That, that, that fan you're talking about that cares so much, you need to learn moderation. And there's your problem. Because if you care so much that it affects your life that much, the problem is with you, not with the team. Now, I, bring, I find this to be just a coincidence. As I'm coming home from work today, starting to prepare for the podcast, listen to the sports radio, sports talk. And there was a fan who called up and said to the host of the uh, talk show that he owed the Pistons his support. Now, for those who have been watching basketball or have, the Pistons have not been doing a very good job. Wait a minute. Do you mean Pistons fans Pistons, own, no. owe the support the, to the Pistons? The, yes. Everyone is a Pistons fan. You owe your support to him. He called in and told the talk show, you as a Detroiter, as you living in the city, you owe the organization your support. It's almost like I took it as this guy was trying to say, when the president's elected in, whether you like him or not, he's in the office. You must respect him and do as he wishes because he's got the office. He was coming from that point that you owe the Pistons your support. And right now, the Pistons are not giving an effort. It's almost a joke. I think that's apples and oranges. I don't think you may owe the president respect because he is your president, but it's not the same as you owe respect to your team if you're a Detroit fan or you're a resident of Detroit. So do we owe our local sports team uh, the, the support? Do we have to support? I mean, this guy basically came out and said, you owe What's, the organization support. To me, it's a morality issue. Morality is about choice. I mean, uh, uh, in layman's terms, morality is a guide for our choices and actions. And if you take away choice, if you say, I I am obligated to do something. You are, you are taking away the, the morality of the situation. And to me, there's the problem. There's no free will involved anymore. I am forced to do something, whether you like it or not. This was brought up because the uh, radio announcer, he's been saying, I'm well, going back two months when the Pistons at the time weren't even in the playoffs. And he was, ta- he, he was advocating tanking it. We've talked about shows where losses or wins don't mean anything anymore. But he was advocating tank it, get Zion Williams and have a better season. And what his point was now was he's upset because the Pistons made the playoffs. They're going to get swept out, and they're going to get a mediocre pick. And where do they go next year? Same mediocre, same result. It will. They're in this. They're spinning their wheels in mud kind of thing. And that's when the caller called up and said he was almost. I'm done. I don't owe them anything. I owe them nothing. This is the, the radio host to the Pistons, and I can't agree with him. He I totally own, agree too. He doesn't own. He doesn't own a darn thing. Kind of like playing it both ways. There is saying that uh, you 
they have to do their best to apologize and apologize if they don't, but then they have to tank it to and do their worst to get a high draft pick. That's playing it both ways. Yes, it is. And I kind of and I, in a, in a way, understand that if the Pistons would have tanked it, they they would have had a chance. At the, I think the first top three picks in the NBA draft are, are game changers. You get this game changer. And again, it could be a bust, so it isn't guaranteed. Uh, they have a better chance for next season. But now with being the, I think, 18th pick overall, the, the, the picks now are so watered down in the, in the next year's NBA draft that the complaint is they're not going to really get a good enough player. It doesn't matter to me. The end does not Again, justify the means. So the, it doesn't matter to me. Kind of got off topic there, but I agree. But we, uh, getting back to the, uh, uh, the apologies, now I'm going to uh, give you some individual athletes. Now some of these... I'm going to tell you right off the bat what I think, and then you can go in uh, to what you think as far as do they owe the individual athlete, do they owe the fan, the press, who do they owe an apology? And then we start off with Tiger Woods. He uh, went down, uh, I think about 10 years ago, had an affair, just went, he just tanked it mentally f- for his golf game, correct, affair, affairs. Does he owe his fans? We're not talking about his wife, because I believe his wife, yeah, he owes, that's personal. We shouldn't be getting in and telling him, about his personal, what he owes his wife, but the fans, does he owe his fans? He owe Nike a big sponsor and he had more than just one sponsor. Does he owe them an apology for that action? Well, there's two questions there. One is the fans and the other is his sponsor. If anything, it would be to the sponsor because that is partially paying his salary. I would question it, but maybe that one, as far as the fans go, he owes them absolutely nothing. Um, it comes from a false sense of entitlement that just because you're following them that you you owe that Tiger owes us an apology. I the premise is wrong because you're accepting the premise that all athletes are role models, and I don't think that's the case. I don't think I don't think you should be a role model if and it doesn't necessarily make you a role model if you are an athlete. In his absence, the PGA Tour suffered in viewership. This last Masters, it was record-breaking because he was in contention. Whenever he was in contention, the ratings spiked. So when he was out of contention and when he was he didn't even show up for these golf tournaments because he was getting his what, head back together, the PGA and the viewership just tanked it. So does he owe the PGA because he basically – he's what attracts the viewer, the TV viewer. If I run with that premise, that means he also owes the Golf Channel an apology. He also owes the major networks an apology. Advertisers. I think that's horse hockey. I, I don't think he owes them anything along that lines. I agree. Alex Rodriguez, A Rod, paid for the Yankees, paid for the Mariners. He uh, got, uh, I think I could be wrong, Belco, it could be, be a different one, but he had, or a, a, a pharmaceutical gentleman created a pill, a steroid for him. It was secret. Then he went out and actually recruited other players to take this uh, steroid, uh, performance enhancing drug. And then he came out and he apologized to everybody. I, right off the bat, I don't think he owes his fans anything, but I do think he owed the Steinbrenners, the the owners, an apology because they paid his salary. He was cheating them, not the fans, not Major League Baseball. Like I said earlier, if anything, he owes management, which I would say Steinbrenner is management. He he doesn't owe the fans a thing. Once again, the false premise of him being a role model. There's your problem. When you accept someone who is not of high character as a role model and it comes crashing down the reality, whose fault is it? That person who is the pseudo role model or the person who was looking up to them? I, I say it's the fault of the person who was looking up to them. You chose the wrong person to look up to. Who's the fool? The fool or the person following the fool? 
it goes along lines. You're right. It goes along lines of uh, define what a hero is. Because I don't think hitting a ball that comes at you 90 miles an hour makes you a hero. I don't think skating with a stick and shooting a puck into a net makes you a hero. I don't think dribbling a ball and putting it into a, a, a rim 10 feet high makes you a hero. I think they're they're they have the wrong definition of what a hero is. And so when they, that person ends up becoming human, doing something human, all of a sudden it's bad. They owe us an apology. I totally disagree. They're not heroes. For some reason, I don't know why press, media, our sports figures are heroes. I don't know. I don't get that when it should be firefighters, first responders, uh, astronauts, the, the ones that lived dangerously. They should be the heroes, not, I agree, not with athletes. Now, this next person here, it's a little bit different. Kobe Bryant. Now, he had an affair, but this affair was more – he got out. He was up for criminal charges and a rape in Colorado. So in this situation, yes, I, his wife, it's personal. The criminal part, that kind of takes it to a whole – does it take it to a different level? I'll ask you that first. Of course it does, but that doesn't necessarily mean he owes the fans an, an apology for it. Yes, it takes it to a – I mean that's like saying because um, – Plexico Burgess shot himself in the leg, am I correct, when he was on the Giants? He was from Michigan State and went to New York Giants. Because he was in a criminal case, he owes the fans an apology? No, just because it's criminal. Only because, I only say that only because it was a, a rape accusation. Now, he was acquitted. He got, he got off, so technically I guess he didn't do it. But he was accused of rape. It's a be, uh, I don't want to say a behavior, but the lack of respect for women. It, it, goes, it went beyond just the fan. I completely, he doesn't know the fan, but... He may owe society something if he was found guilty. Just as someone who and, murdered and, somebody, and he wasn't, so, okay. just as someone who murdered somebody owes society a debt, but that debt does not transfer over to fans. And I, I think it's two separate issues. Totally, I agree. Now, again, we got another one for PEDs. Mark McGuire. Except this one here, I'm going to go with Mark McGuire when he was doing it. Major League Baseball fully were aware of what was happening. They did not care. They, matter of fact, turned their head because the ratings were through the roof. What him and Sosa were doing, as a matter of fact, a banned drug now, Adderall, was not banned when he was on his home run binge. He had it above his locker for everyone to see. We talked about this in our earlier podcast. I think the reason the the Major League Baseball overlooked it is because of the earlier strike and that tanked the ratings. And this was the first thing, the first series of events that brought the the ratings back up, that put interest back into baseball. I heard it baseball. as a reference to uh, how Babe Ruth saved Major League Baseball after the uh, Black Sox. It was the same thing here. McGuire and Sosa saved baseball, brought the viewers back. And because and the viewers came back huge. In just just ungodly numbers, baseball was. They were seeing record attendance at uh, whenever uh, McGuire and Sosa visited these parks. They were selling out. They turned to nine, knowing full well they were taking it. Then, when the reporter brought it up, somehow from the camera, it became oh my! The, the rules now are different. Suspensions are uh, eighty-two games, even a year the second time around. So the, McGuire, I don't think he owes anyone. I think Major League Baseball owes an apology. Well, for not because was I think they started making it um, performance enhancing drugs illegal in baseball like in 1993, and that was before the first the, the strike. So they never enforced it. And the problem is, if they if they had forced it all along, you'd they would be major league baseball would be on the moral high ground. But because they didn't, and they allowed it to happen just for the ratings, that's why they were wrong. I use the Adderall as an example. It was not on their banned substance list. It is now. 
So they knew what McGuire was doing. Then all of a sudden when the issue was brought forth by the media, then it became, oh, well, now, now they put it on the uh, uh, ban list and then the, the uh, suspensions were just increased enormously. The next one is Pete Rose. And I think he owes the fans an apology for gambling on the Reds. Why? Look, when you go in, if you're playing for that, you're coaching that team, uh, you know the pitchers. Especially if you're uh, – I want to say this the right way. If, if Pete Rowe was betting on the Reds to win, okay, he's got he's loyal. He's really thinking his team will win. But when it's to lose because you're controlling the bullpen and you know who is not going to go tonight because of rest, I think he owes the fans because he's manipulating because of a, a bet that he made against the Reds. And there was evidence that he bet against the Reds. I got a problem with a, a person that I would go and pay – to watch him play, be a coach or whatever, and he's got a, a bet against it for the team to lose. That doesn't necessarily mean he was trying to make them lose. So let's go right there. If he was actually trying to make them lose, yes, he was morally wrong. But that doesn't mean he owes the fans an apology. Once again, that would be to management, his boss, his employer. That's who he owes the apology to. Not make them lose. It's almost like these uh, sports uh, DraftKings and FanDuel when they were winning the first couple of weeks because the insiders had numbers that nobody else had. So he goes, he knows that this pitcher, this reliever, is not going in the game tonight. He's, because of, he's, he knows that, and because of that, he's going to bet that the odds are going to lose tonight. I just have a, a huge problem, and yeah, if I'm paying to go watch you play, and I'm not paying you to go bet for you to lose. That that was just. But if he still tried the best, did he do this as a coach or as a player? Coach. That's what I thought. If he tried his best to still coach for a win, and he just thought odds are we're going to lose, and he bet on it. It may have been wrong to bet on the game, but that doesn't mean he owes the 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 fans an apology. I'd have them. a hard time. I have to. It's sort of like insider trading. I, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Because if he's got a million dollars on a loss, I I have a hard time believing he's gonna. Put the lineup in that he's going to pull this win out. But that doesn't mean he did it. I agree. I, he's vulnerable when he does that. Absolutely. But if he just bet and then still tried to win, so what? Now, the next one, Michael Vick, dog fighting. Now, I have dogs. <laughs> a lot of people have dogs. You know, So this one I took a little bit differently. And, I, yeah, for that behavior, I think he owed society an apology. This so, is what I'm going to say. Wait, yes, Society's different than fans. I mean, because it's the, the criminal activity, absolutely, he holds a debt to society. Fine. But does he owe anything to the fans? The only he owes the apology to is those dogs, those poor dogs that suffer from that. That's who he owes the apology to. Yes, they're not human. Yes, they will not understand the apology. But if anything, if any entity is, is owed an apology, it would be those dogs. I don't think he owes the fans anything. Or the owner. What did, what did the dog fighting have to do with him playing football? Uh, he wasn't focused on football. He was focused on something that was well. Then not if, good. If that's the case, then any side business for any professional athlete is bad because they're not focusing. They're focused on that, their business and not. I don't think that's a legitimate argument. That has been brought up. That even the good businesses are taking their focus away. So they owe an apology to the fans because they were worrying about business here and not the game. So when you work for your employer and then you go have a side business because you're focused on a side business and not your primary employment, you owe your 
primary employer an apology? Some would say yes, because you need to be loyal to them, and you, you, you're working, you're employed for them, and they are the primary work. The secondary one should suffer, not them. As long as it's not happening on your eight hours, ten hours for the primary employment, you don't owe anything. I'm an individualist, and you're basically coming from the premise by saying I owe them an apology for my off time. You're saying I owe the collective that I have no individual rights, that I, I'm a, a basically a slave to the employer. I totally disagree with that. They have every right to have their side businesses. What, he, Like I said, as far as Michael Vick goes, he owes those dogs an apology. I agree. Uh, Michael Phelps. Now, this one, I'll just say no. It's for marijuana. After he won his uh, record-breaking gold medal uh, in the Olympics, uh, he got caught at a party. Someone the iPhone nowadays record everything. He got busted with the bong. He came out and he apologized, I think, to everybody because he did something that I don't think he was remorseful. He was just sorry he got caught doing it. I don't even think he needed to be sorry. It's his business. If he, if the marijuana would adversely affect his play, he would have lost the medals. It would have hurt him. It didn't hurt any fans. So I don't think he owed anybody other than maybe if he had sponsors, I don't know if he did or not. Oh, he does. No, yeah. I don't know if he did at the time. Oh, he did. If he did, he did, they're they're sort of like employers, and if they have an agreement that you don't do that, then then he owes him an apology. But I don't think he owes a fan, a, not one iota of an apology. This was at the height of his record-breaking uh, Olympic gold medal, so he had many many sponsors. The next one, uh, MSU's Michigan State University's Tom Izzo. Uh, the media went crazy that he did not apologize for how he berated. I don't even say berate because I'm going to say how he coached a player. Got in his face, went after him. him. Yeah, he yelled at him. And look, when we were in sports, we got yelled at a lot, a lot worse, and we were just told that makes you a man, makes you better. But yet they they went off that he owes this uh, player Aaron Henry an apology when they talked to the uh, player. He said, "No, I thrive off that that intensity." That correction. So he actually liked Tom Izzo for doing that. And I got to agree with Izzo because he did come on the press conference and he refused to give an apology. So I got to give him credit for that. And he even said, you know, to the media, you guys crack me up. Whenever tries, whenever anyone tries to hold anyone accountable, you make up all these excuses. I tell you what, if I was your boss and you're an article, I'd hold you accountable. So I kind of agree with him there, 100%. Well, no, kind of. I totally agree with him. He was absolutely right. And once again, he said exactly what I'm saying. He doesn't owe him an apology. He doesn't owe MSU fans an apology for their insensitivity of watching someone be yelled at. My gosh, grow up. I agree. The next one is Andy Pettit. That's the PEDs. I think it's the same thing we talked before with the other uh, Major League Baseball players. I don't think he owes anyone but the Yankees an apology for that. Not even baseball. I agree. Uh, the next one, Mike Tyson for biting the ear off of Evander Holyfield. Now that one, I'm going to say yes, he owed all those people who came for that fight and they paid and th- those uh, t- tickets around ringside are thousands of dollars. And he goes and basically just, I'm, I can't recall. It was early in the fight, bites a guy ear off, fights over. They went, I paid for a boxing match, not for someone to do some savage act and bite the, his ear off. So I, I think that if I, no, I didn't, but if I had bought the ticket, it doesn't matter the value. I'm just brought up that the ringside are very expensive. Uh, ringside seats. I just spent this money. Yeah, what are you doing, you fool? All right, let's r- let's run with that premise. I think it's flawed. So a knockout in the first five seconds. So he owes you an apology because you paid that I, much money that, that, for ringside that's boxing. I paid for that, and yes, I, I paid to see that guy. You knock. 
I didn't pay for you to come and see. I didn't want to. I'm not paying to see you bite someone's ear off. That is not boxing. I can't even tell you what it is. I paid to, yes, see Mike Tyson knock him out because at that time he was knocking everybody out. And yes, that's what sold the tickets. But your argument was that it was it was too short. I didn't pay. <laughs> okay, let me go back then. I mean, the short because it was short of the game. Whether it was fifteenth round, biting his ear off is an act that is just it's. It's savage. It's not even a part of boxing. So, I agree with that. So I made a mistake by saying it was early um, because, yes, that first round, I'm paying to see him knock him out in the first round in the first 30 seconds. Yes, I'm paying for that. I am not paying to bite his ear off in the first, second, 13th, or 15th round. Well, then that would go with any illegal act, tripping, hitting below the belt. I mean, I, I don't think a, an apology is owed to the fans. I want to emphasize that. He owes if Evander Holyfield an apology for biting his ear off. Absolutely. It's not quite not as, to the fans. It isn't quite as savage, but Marchant licking the hockey players, uh, that's just the behavior that, yeah, he owes an apology for such behavior. Wait, to whom? Does he owe an fo- apology other, to the people he licked? Absolutely. The players, to the fans? Yeah, that player that, no. The player, that he was, uh, the player that he did that to to start. But if I'm coming to watch a hockey game, I'm not coming to watch you lick other players. I, well, I blame the culture. I, now, I blame the culture on this now, because the culture says you should be a thug. You should act like that in hockey now in that context. You should act that way. Whatever to get under the player's skin. I hear that all the time. Even when I played, I heard that. And I think that's the culture. It's the culture's fault. You don't – he doesn't owe – Marchand, I don't like the guy as a player. I don't know him as a person, but I do not like him as a player. But he doesn't owe anyone other than the people he licked an apology. Nobody. I'm going to get you there. I'm going to agree. Tim Tebow. Uh, he lost to Ole Miss in 08. Again, that's a football game. I don't think he owes anyone the alumni. Well, he came on coach. apology because th- that's, that particular apology was because they were supposed to be undefeated that season. And he, he lost that game, and he came on apologizing for it. I mean, just to give you some definition on what happened to that. That's it's why. hard to go undefeated. Um, now, Mr. Tebow was very religious, and maybe he took that personally, and that's where he felt he owed them an apology. But... It's not easy to do that, and when you're at that time when Florida was that good, look, these teams, you got a bullseye on your back. It's kind of like Michigan State is jealous of Michigan because wherever Michigan goes, that's the other team's Super Bowl. Michigan State does not like hearing that. I, I equate this to what we started talking this out about, about Tampa Bay owning an apology. I don't think Tebow, for the loss, just like Tampa Bay lost, owed the apology. If he tried his best— and and the outcome wasn't what it was expected. It's not his fault. It's the way the, the, the cookie crumbles, the way the dice fell. This next one may or may not be tricky. Uh, Olympian Marion Jones. Now, this is a PED one, but it's for the Olympics. So does she owe the American citizens who were – I don't even know if they cheered for her. I could say the sponsors. Does she owe the country her apology for doing that? Do uh, – Army men, when they're off fighting and they take drugs, do they owe anyone an apology for that? I don't know. Because that's for the country. He's in war, though. No, but that's for the country. I'm trying to stick on that premise because you're saying she played for the country. Well, those guys are fighting for the country. So do they owe an apology if they take drugs? That's life and death. But that's not the question. It's irrelevant. Do they own an apology for taking drugs? They're, they're, well, they're working for the country. Obviously, they don't because that's a whole No, they don't. And they're surviving. Does she. And At the most, she owed her sponsors. And, and 
I guess she paid for it by because she lost her medals. So that's that's all she owed that I would was, was turning her medals in. I'd but agree. she didn't owe an apology to anybody. Janet Jackson for the uh, uh, wardrobe malfunction. During the Super Bowl. Correct. It's the only reason this is, is in context. I thank her for it. I don't think she owes a single apology to anybody. Well, might want in fact, to think, I wish she would have showed the other side. You might want to thank Timberlake. He was the one that, uh, well, that did that. It doesn't matter. She, <laughs> she, she was in on it, and I, I thank them both for it. And the last one on the list is the Cubs fan, Steve Bartman. Now, this poor guy, I, th- now I think the Cubs fans owe him an apology. Uh, I don't think he owed an apology whatsoever, but if I'm not mistaken, didn't he apologize? He came out and apologized because – he was made to feel bad because he ruined their. I think it was in the championship series. I don't even think yeah, it was. It was. Series. Yep. And he made that. He was made to feel bad because he ruined their chances to break oh, that curse. At he the was time. more than made him. He was. He moved out. It was, it was bad. They ostracized that poor guy. He didn't deserve what he got. That's why the fans owe him an apology. He doesn't owe them one. Oh, absolutely. And and foul ball is is fair play. I mean, it, it was. It is, it's, I'm not mistaken. He didn't reach over into fair play. That was in foul territory when he hit it. Correct, right? and there were like so, eight other fans trying to go for it too. So that's fair game. That's fair game. I mean, that's the way. It, that's that, the rules that of was, playing. If you get the ball, you get to keep it in foul was, territory. That was just the Cub fans being poor losers. If he did, in fact, reach over into fair territory, then I would say well, that's he may owe the Cubs organization. But not the fans. That's player interference, fan interference. There's yes. a rule for that now, but that wasn't the case. Now, our last one is a little bit interesting, and I kind of like this. Is Did Steve Eiserman owe Detroit the fans to return? Now, this was real interesting because after the Lightning lost and was out, Eiserman became a free agent going where he wants. There were rumors that he was going to go to New York for the president of operations job. And in doing so, it just ignited this debate that he owed Detroit to come here. When, in fact, at the time, it's about a week ago, there wasn't even a job open at the time for him to come here in any capacity, be it senior vice president, vice president, GM, scout, whatever. It was not there. Now, listen to talk show. These fans, one fan said he was going to burn Joe Lewis down. I think he met in Little Caesar Arena. But in doing so, they basically said that Eiserman owed them. He had to come here. He, he lost his choice. The radio host actually said if Iserman did choose to go to New York, he would have been upset. He used the word pissed. I'd be pissed at Iserman. A job wouldn't have been offered to him from the wings, and he takes it somewhere else. And they were upset with him. So I found that to be interesting. Now, before that, I probably should start with this. Look, he belongs here. He, he, he is the captain. He's known for it. Yeah, it's a perfect fit almost. But at the same time... Some of these fans, I don't know if they have uh, uh, delusion or illusions of grandeur, but they think the Cubs coming here automatically, and that's not the case. But did Iserman owe this city or these fans to be the GM? First of all, I want to say, if if Steve Eisman wanted to come here and not go to Detroit, I mean, not go to New York, and take the lesser GM job over the president's job of the Rangers, good for him. He did what he wanted to do. It was his choice. He wanted to be with the family. Good for him. But as far as him owing anyone to come here, he didn't owe anyone a damn thing. He could have, he should have been able to go wherever he wants. Doesn't matter if at one time he wore a Detroit Red Wing jersey. That's retired. That's hanging up in the rafters now. It's no longer part of of the current situation. He didn't owe a, a single fan anything, not even an explanation to why he would go, would have went to the Rangers. Again, I'm glad he's here as a GM, but I really wanted to see him take the president operations job only to see what the, the, the city, the reaction would be. 
because they literally expected Iserman to apologize to them because he didn't come to Detroit. Even though the position wasn't here, wasn't offered at the time, and the Wings, look, they created this position to get him here. They did not want to see him, which was a wise move. They didn't want to see Iserman go to any other team. But had the Wings chose not to do that, they were happy with Holland. I think he still had a couple of years left on his GM contract. If Iserman took the New York Ranger job, would he owe anyone here an apology because he didn't come to the Wings? I don't think so. I mean, here's some speculation on my part. I think that whole Ranger president thing was set up to make to, to draw interest for Detroit to say I could end up be Eisman could end up be going to the Rangers. So you guys better decide what you're going to do. It's sort of lighting a fire under their butt. It's all speculation. I have no evidence of this. It's a guess on my part, but I think it, it would what help get him to solidify to come to Detroit. Whoever did that, well played. Because I think he was he was known for being a good GM. He did. They're bringing up uh, Team Canada, how he built that team, how he built the Lightning into a winner. So if that was the case, and they made the Detroit act uh, well played, I was more interested in the fact that yeah, look, I want Eisman to come here. I'm happy he's here. But these fans, they literally, and it went back to when he first resigned with the Lightning, and he was a uh, an advisor. They were saying he was already working for the Wings. He was coming here. It was a done deal. Now he's done with Tampa Bay. He's coming to Detroit. And this is back in the season just started when he resigned. So, again, I bring this up in in the fact that if he didn't come here, I just found it interesting how these fans just felt he was compelled under no circumstances. Could he go anywhere else? This was the only place he had to go. Once again, that takes the morality out of it. He no longer has a choice. Just because at one time he wore a Reverend jersey, he has to come here. There's no moral morality in that. There's no choice. I told you, he's, there's no obligation, no moral obligation whatsoever for him to have come here for anything, for any money, for less money, for more money. It should be up to him. And if he wanted to come here, great. Good for him. But I don't think he owes the, the, the Red Wing base, fan base, uh, nothing. I agree with you 100%. Anything. But there are some people who just disagree with you 100%. That he owed this city, he had to come here. Well, that's coming from a sense of entitlement. That we're entitled to him just because he used to be the captain. It's almost making him a slave. That's what... Because you, you don't have a choice. You must come here. That, that is a form of slavery. So I, I totally – I think I think the Detroit fans who did react that way were wrong. And I think it was emotions. They, they, they were emotional because they loved when he brought those championships to the Red Wings and they wanted it back. And they want that, that, that love, that, that, that way they felt when he brought those championships to Detroit. They want to feel it again. I think they were coming from a place of emotion. I I really wanted to see him not come to Detroit and take another job only for the reaction of the fans. They would have gotten what they deserved for being so arrogant thinking that he had to come here. There was no question. He had no choice in the matter. I agree with what you're saying. But, I again, I wanted to see it go the other way because these fans, I wanted to see this person burn down the, the – uh, he said JLA, but the Little Caesars because they couldn't play anymore. Um, they were saying they are going to riot. That's why I wanted to see. It didn't happen. He's in Detroit, so all worked out. Yes, mostly I think that those were empty threats. Once again, come from motion. They were upset, and so therefore they just vented. Okay, so we've you've been listening to the Grand Designs podcast. Just to let you know where you can get told us once again, our website is granddesignspodcast.com. Our email is granddesignspodcast at yahoo. You can now uh, get us at iTunes. Uh, you can subscribe there. You can subscribe at YouTube and on Facebook. 
and you can uh, follow us on Instagram at Grand Designs Podcast, and you can follow us on Twitter at at Grand Designs Pod. This is the Grand Designs Podcast. Who are you listening to?